Welcome to the Dirty Devotional Podcast, where we try to make sense of the dirty and the divine in our messy world. My name is Zach, and I'm an ex-pastor, a struggling addict, and I deal with major anxiety and depression. Yet I deeply believe in God's presence in my life and in your life as well. I hope today's conversation inspires your thoughts, challenges your beliefs, and helps you feel seen, known, and loved by a real God. Thanks for joining. All right, my Dirty Devotional family, how the heck are you feeling today? I hope good. I hope you're ready. Y'all, I have a conversation, a devotional um, that I believe I've spoke about before, but the, near the beginning of when we started this thing. And um, y'all, if you if you heard it, you need to hear it again. Um, it gets me so excited every time I talk about it because um, it's exactly what I need to hear um, in most seasons. And so uh, if you're new to the podcast, I want to welcome you. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Dirty Devotionals a podcast that's all about helping you feel seen, known, and loved by a real God. We try to make sense of, listen, if you if you can't connect God to your day-to-day life, then what the heck is happening? Where are you going? Um, listen, if you are a Christian and that's not happening, you're missing something. God is not this disconnected being that is just like idly waiting for you to die, um, to cast judgment on you. That He is actively wanting to be a part of your life. And so um, I hope today I can do that in some way. Uh, and man, in order to do that, we are going to continue this conversation about shadows. Uh, I've enjoyed it so much um, so far, and I'm excited to record the rest of this week's uh, episodes. But um, today, we want, I want to talk a little bit about um, this idea of, you know, when's God done with me? Uh, you know, at what point does God just go? Here, we talked last time about, um, about shadows and how they can get out of control. And, you know, we talked about how every shadow is a gift. It's just the dark side of a gift you've been given. And um, it's, it's important that we have this conversation because many of you probably, if you're anything like me, you've just made decisions like bad decisions your whole life. And there are things that you've probably told God you would never do again. And you've done it time and time again. And you're just like, you know, at what point, at what point is God just kind of like, yeah, you're an idiot. You know, you're not going to change. You're full of it. Um, and we all have been there and here's what's tough. I mean, if we're honest, I know I can be honest with you that there have been times where I prayed that prayer and I've really meant it. I've really meant that I was never going to do it again. And, you know, at some point later, I found myself doing it again. There were other times I prayed that prayer. And if I was honest with myself, I knew I knew I was going to do it again. And yet I was so desperate for God to to see me and to forgive me that I would pray it anyway. And there's this there's this thought like, you know, we talk about last this last devotion. If you haven't listened to it, you should go listen to the one right before this. Um but we talked about how God says, you know, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And it's like, all right, it's, it is sufficient, but at what point is God like going to withhold it? You know, it's not that God's grace isn't good enough to cover sin. It's like, at what point is God just kind of like done giving it? And to be able to answer that question, I'm going to jump into the Old Testament, y'all, which Old Testament means it's before Jesus came. Um, it is when God has a chosen people called the Israelites. Um, they are to be uh, his people. And basically, these Israelites are to live in such a way where the world can get to know um, the real God, this this uh, Jehovah, you know, this God of the Israelites. And um, in this, we have this incredible story in the book of Hosea. Um, and so if you've ever never read the book of Hosea, it's very interesting. It's like an episode of Jerry Springer. Um, and basically, Hosea is a prophet by God. And as a prophet, basically God will tell you to do things and you are to do them to be able to express God's truth to the people. And so as a prophet, you speak God's truth, you display um, or um, you speak God's truth 
um, God's thoughts, God's concerns to the people. And prophets would do this. And Hosea is a prophet of God. You know, so you go to the book of Hosea. He's a prophet of God. And as a prophet, you're like, all right, God, what am I going to do? You know, Moses was a prophet. Moses got to split the seas. He got to turn a staff into a snake. Um, he got to call down the plagues. Moses was a cool prophet. Uh, Moses got to do cool things. And if I was a prophet, I would want to be like Moses. Uh, Hosea is a prophet. And I imagine Hosea wants to be like Moses. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, uh, uh, spoiler, Hosea doesn't get to be like Moses. What God does is God tells uh, Hosea to marry a prostitute named Gomer. You heard me right, a prostitute. Yep. Hey, hey, Hosea, you prophet of God. Now imagine, imagine, imagine if a pastor today was like, hey, God told me to marry a hooker. Um, people would go out, flip out, but it's biblical. It's literally in the Bible right there. Um, and not, how, how sad is it that the poor girl's name is Gomer? I mean, what a, if your name's Gomer, um, reach out to me. I will literally send you like a $10 Starbucks gift card to apologize. And it, cause, because I'm sorry that somebody named you Gomer. Um, but this prostitute's name was Gomer. So it's not only you're marrying a prostitute, you're marrying a prostitute, um, named Gomer. I just can't, I can't get my mind off that, but I'm going to try to move on. Um, so this is, this is the God of the universe, the God that we've learned about in church, who's this incredible God who's all about righteousness and goodness and like, you know, set it purity and God in this situation. It's like, Hey, uh, do you know Gomer, the prostitute down at the, the corner of the, uh, the end down there? Uh, that is, that's who I want you to marry. And Hosea does it. God bless Hosea. Um, he marries Gomer. And Gomer, to no surprise, because she's a prostitute, ends up freaking cheating on Hosea. So y'all, we got Jerry Springer happening here. Um, this is this is wild, but it's biblical, and I love it. Pastors need to talk about it more, um, because people would read the Bible a lot more if they knew this kind of stuff was in it. Um, and here's the thing. It's like, God, what the heck? What does this have to do with anything with the Bible? You're like, Zach, what the F does this have to do? What does this have to do with, um, you know, at what point has God done with me? Here, here's why. It's because God goes on this rant um, to Hosea, and he says, he says, in the same way that your prostitute wife, Gomer, has been unfaithful to you, so have my people been unfaithful to me. Okay, so it doesn't start good for us, because basically God's saying like, hey, you, me, um, we, we're Gomer. Like we we are the prostitute, unfaithful prostitute. We not, you don't want to ever be called that. That's not like the nickname you want. Um, but God says that that's who my people are. They've been unfaithful to me. They're the prostitute Gomer, Hosea. This is how it feels. You know, you give them a chance and they blow it. And he ends up God. It, it doesn't seem good, but God goes on this rant with Hosea, and it ends up spilling this truth for us. It's important. He says, um, "I got to go fast, y'all. I'm already six and a half minutes in." He says, "He says, I." I want you to take Gomer back because as as I as you take Gomer back, that is what I do with the people with my people. I take them back. And he says this word, he says, I will make a covenant with them. Now, covenants don't mean a lot to us now because everyone throws around covenant um, like it's this like very basic thing, but it's actually a really big deal in in the Old Testament, very big deal um, when they were writing this. Um, because you know, we've heard this term marriage covenant is like, you know, you are under the covenant of marriage. And what covenants say is I will do my part regardless if you do your part. Okay. Many of us, we know marriages don't work like that. If anything, what we understand in our world today is contracts. We understand this idea that, um, I will do my part if you do your part. 
If you carry your weight, I'll carry my weight. If you if you hold up your end, I'll hold up my end. And our marriages are based off contracts. Our our world is based on contracts. You know, if you do your homework, you will get good grades. If you show up to work and do your job, you will get paid. It's very contract driven. And so, if we're not careful when it comes to our relationship with God, we can think we're entering into a contract relationship with God, where God is saying, "Hey, I will forgive you if you try hard." Or with us, or like, hey God, if I if I try to do better, then you will try. You you will give me grace. And here's the thing with that is it can't work. It can't. And that's what God is trying to display here with Jose and Gomer to us right now is it's not going to work because it's not a contract. It's a covenant. And what a covenant says is I will do my part regardless if you do your part. What God is telling us is that hey, you may screw up a billion times. But that does not change how I'm going to respond to you. Now, you can hear this and you can think that that sounds too good to be true. It's because everything based in our world has proven that people don't hold that up. Because we understand contracts that people give up, they bow out, they don't fight, they walk out when things get difficult. And we can think that about our relationship with God. And God says, no, 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 no. I've made a covenant with you. I'm going to be your God. You're going to be my people. Um, and I, I'm with you no matter what. I'm with you no matter what. And today, what I hope you understand is that if you find your, like, your shadow just keeps getting the best of you, and you're like, maybe have just given up because you're like, God, maybe you think God has given up on you because you've given up on yourself. Here, here's what I want you to, I want you to know is that God did not make a contract with you. He did not make this contract that said, Hey, you've got to hold up your deal for me to hold up my deal. He says, Hey, you may fail this a thousand times and God knows you're going to. He's not, he knows it. He knows you're going to mess up, but he made a covenant. He said, Hey, I'm going to be your God regardless. I'm going to be your God. You're going to be my people. We're going to do this thing together. And if you don't get it right, I'm going to be right here. I got enough grace for it. I got enough mercy. I got enough love. I got enough forgiveness. Listen, you, you keep fighting. You keep fighting because the fight is difficult. Run the good race. That's what the New Testament says. Paul says, you know, run that race. Races suck, y'all, but we run it and we keep fighting and we may trip. We may stumble a thousand times. And God says, I'm going to be right there with you every single time. And I hope today that if maybe you've given up, that maybe today you'll get back on your feet and try again. I want you to know that God still loves you. He sees you. He knows you. He loves you, that he's not going anywhere. He has made a covenant with you. Let me pray. God, thank you for today. Lord, thank you for this covenant promise. Um, Lord, it, it's hard to wrap our mind around, if we're honest. I mean, we, we know contracts. We get the idea of a contract. It's easy enough. Um, but this idea of like the fact that you won't leave us, it, it seems unfair. Um, and Lord, I love, it's funny because it is unfair. Um, you're not a fair God. You're a good God. And so we thank you for that. We thank you for the fact that you're with us no matter what, that you see us, that you know us, that you love us. Lord, thank you. Thank you for that, Lord. And help us understand this every single day because it will change the way we relate to you and we relate to others and the way we relate to ourselves. So we love you and we ask this in your name. Amen. Hey, thanks so much for joining me on today's devotional. If you want to get more connected, then be sure to follow me on Instagram at Z underscore chill. That's at Z underscore C-H-I-L. Or you can connect with myself and other listeners through our private Facebook group. You can find this by searching Dirty Devotional Podcast, Dirty Family. Lastly, if you enjoy the podcast, please take time to rate it on iTunes or Spotify. This helps us reach more people and lets us know that my content is making a difference in your life. Most importantly, I hope today you felt seen, known, and loved by a real God. Be blessed.